0: Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum It's cold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere I'm all alone, more or less Let me fly far away from here Fun 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 In the sun 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 I want to lie, shipwrecked wrecked and comatose Drinking fresh mango juice Go fish shows nibbling at my toes. Fun, 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 fun in the sun, 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 fun, 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 fun in the sun, 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 fun, 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 fun. It's Meghan's podcast house now. Smegheads, my name is Jed Shepherd and I'm Daniela Phillips. Thanks very much for joining us once again for Smegheads the Red Dwarf podcast coming at you live from Post Pop Records. Yeah, in the Docklands. In the Docklands. Um, how are you, Daniela?
1: I'm okay. I've had a pretty traumatic health week. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) when is it not a traumatic health week with me? But okay, yeah.
0: Oh well, explain. You're going to leave us in the dark. You're <laughs> stangling.
1: Well, um, I'm not quite sure how much detail you want me to go in, but I've had a bit of a gammy. Oh, is it ga- women's stuff? No, no, okay. it's not women's stuff. I've had a bit of a gammy eye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to go to the, see the doctor, and she gave me some antibiotics that were very strong and made me very ill. Okay. So I had to come off the antibiotics, um, but but the gammy eye is improving.
0: Yeah, it doesn't look too. bad. I thought you were just winking at me. didn't you. I have to those episodes. Um, what? Um, so you, you had to cancel a bunch of stuff, right, this week?
1: Yeah, I had um, tickets uh, to see Letters Live, which was really disappointed about missing, especially because on the night that I had tickets, Danny Boyle was reading a letter, oh, was he? and he's one of my favourite directors. Okay. So uh, oh, I was pretty gutted. And Toby Jones was there that evening. Gillian wow. Anderson. So and wow, I've wanted oh, go, really I wanted to go. wanted to go for ages. So, yeah. yeah, pretty gutted, and I missed out on arrival and La La Land screenings as well. Yeah, a so. bunch of
0: London Film Festivals. So.
1: Yeah, so yeah, not a good week. But I'm hoping it's uh, it only Anyways, up from get there. better
0: because tomorrow you are uh, doing a marathon.
1: I am. Oh well, half marathon. Same, same so, Yeah, it's it's pretty much going to feel the same for me. Yeah.
0: Um, and do you think you're ready?
1: Um. No,
0: Looking but- at you right now with a gammy eye, all tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I really hope you do well, but like I'm not gonna.
1: Um- <laughs> no one has any faith in me I, I mean no, I, do, how, I, do. I don't think you can ever be ready I could do with another <laughs> couple of weeks but at the same time I'm confident I'm gonna do it and I'm confident I'm gonna finish yeah you've
0: so. been training a lot yeah so. I've
1: been training for a while as well so even though I mean I had a bit of a, a gammy ankle for the last few
0: weeks <laughs> what's in gammy stuff I know and actually I, I haven't I, heard I, the word gammy for a while <laughs> so you're bringing it back <laughs> you
1: say a lot <laughs> um I did say I should be put down I think but, um, <laughs>
0: if you were a horse you would be a gonna Oh by now. yeah, I'd be glue take you to the back of the and shoot your head off um (laughs) that's a shame so so you've got a gammy ankle a gammy eye well the ankle's better now
1: because I've been resting it but um I was in Lisbon last week on holiday and I was swimming every day to try and keep my fitness up so I'm hoping that's gonna and I managed to get up to about 12 13k before I stopped running so I'm hoping that's gonna get me through on the day so
0: half marathon obviously it's like 13 and a little bit miles right yeah
1: 13.1
0: Wow, that's, that's great. I, I don't know if I could do 13 minutes of running rather
1: than... <laughs> well, I did say I'm going to take you, take you out yeah, yeah, running let's, with let's me. Yeah, yeah, let's start running. Let's yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, it's good when you have someone else to run with because you've got no true. excuse for like ducking out.
0: That is true. But then w- I would probably put my headphones on anyway.
1: That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But
0: uh, you could have a mic and kind of like say suggestive... Not pa- suggestive patch stuff. In. What's the word I'm looking for? Um,
1: well, I do... I, I mean, I'm not like... Promoting this because I'm paid any money at all because no one pays me any money apart from my employers. But um, I've got an amazing app on the oh, iPhone go, called right. SkyFit. Um, you have to
0: SkyFit.
1: Su- SkyFit. SkyFit. You have to subscribe to it, but it's really helped me with my training because I have different training packages. So I did the half marathon training. Okay. And each each day it has um, you play the. Um, the lesson or class really and it has the music and it has a trainer telling you what to do at a certain Does point. it feed
0: into your own music or is it their chosen music? It's their
1: chosen music. I'm not into that. I liked it actually and I've picked a lot of the music they used for my running playlist
0: Yeah, as well. Because like what?
1: Like as, as I was going through, so a bit of ACDC. Okay, I'm in,
0: I'm in. And but then you said David Guetta. Yeah, not, yeah. There's, a, a there's, a, there's, a, there's
1: there's a few David Guetta remixes of not stuff um black eyed peas
0: welcome to the running M- podcast Eminem. with uh, Daniel phillips <laughs> and jed jugger shepherd
1: black sabbath yeah fallout boy
0: okay i'm into it's, it yeah kanye west it's pretty punk
1: yeah snoop Dogg. it's it, but the the tempo of the music is really good okay so yeah Sounds good. so well, I really I really recommend it if you need to train for something or if you just want to get fit skyfit. Yeah. I think they do like a week free trial or something.
0: And uh, by the time you listen to this the uh, marathon will be over but people <gasps> can still sponsor you right? You
1: can you can yes.
0: Um how do they do that? Just go into your Twitter and it's on there somewhere. Yeah,
1: right it's on. on my Twitter um page. Also I think if you just go to the Virgin like money charity just given whatever it's and called just in... just type in my name yeah. you can get my page
0: 1L. Up. 1L guys. Yeah, Daniela with 1L. Um, yeah. And what have I been up to? Thanks for asking, Daniela, once again. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What have I been up to? Uh, today's, we we're recording this on Cassette Store Day, which you can imagine having a record label that does a lot of cassettes, mostly cassettes. Um, Is
1: this your Christmas?
0: It's basically Christmas. Um, so today um, I am releasing a tape for uh, Get Cape Wear, Cape Fly, a.k.a. Recreations, a.k.a. Sam Duckworth, Um and he basically last Sunday played a gig on the end of Southend Pier Stanielas neck what, of the what? woods. Um, and it was beautiful. But like, I, I was told that the pier, you, you go to the top of the pier um, you take a train all the way down because it's a mile and a half. Okay.
1: I, I, I have done South End Pier. I've walked it and I've done the train.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the train isn't working. What? So I had to walk with, ca- with camera equipment all the way down the Brutal. pier. So um, I'm a bit of a hero but when I got there it was awesome um, and Sam was was great as usual because um, his album um, Confessions uh, Chronicles of a... Bohemian teenager uh, just went gold recently Wow! so uh, we recorded that gig and less than a week later it's ready on a cassette tape to show the power of cassettes and how wow. fast a turnaround is and to show it's a viable format guys um, and he's doing an in-store at lion coffee and records today so by the time you listen to this you've missed it but i'm sure there'll be stuff online um and uh, yeah so we'll releasing the tape and he's got an in-store gig and things are rosy and oh yeah i guess i'm uh, next week uh by the time you listen to this, you've got two days. Uh, so Wednesday, the 12th of October is uh, the is my film shown at the London Film Festival. It's awesome. called Dawn of the Death. And it's just about just zombies and how the deaf... Um, use their disability in in air quotes um, to their advantage and why it isn't really a disability in the right context Is
1: that at the PCC?
0: It's at the PCC, the best cinema in the world, the Prince Charles Cinema who I'm kind of doing a bit of a residency there because I'm there the month after with uh, Monkey Tennis Live and I'll be there messing up the podcast because it's quite a big thing uh, to have that many people um, at once and yeah, that's what I've been up to Daniela Uh, fun, fun stuff. Should we get on with the episode? That was a lot of admin.
1: It was a lot of admin.
0: Do do you genuinely think people like our admin stuff?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean... I, th- I know my mum does,
0: but... Good. I think this <laughs> separates us from other podcasts because other podcasts are straight into the yeah, action. no. Straight
1: I, into the action. I think our listeners care a little bit. They do. Sometimes <laughs> I, I bet they
0: think they wish it just ended here and they just heard about our lives and <laughs> nobody stops it. But maybe we'll do that on another <laughs> podcast. Um, quick recommendation. Have you listened to uh, my favourite murder podcast?
1: No. It is
0: amazing. These two ladies, they just talk about their favourite murders like serial <gasps> killers throughout history. That,
1: that just reminded me, I what? forgot a very important event that happened this week. Okay, go for it. My Agatha Christie Royal Mail stamp, stamps arrived. <laughs> <laughs> what? Royal Mail have done a special um, set of Agatha Christie stamps.
0: Holly will be, please. He's a and, big fan of Agatha Christie.
1: Um, amazingly, they all have little um, secret clues. Each stamp has, like you no can see way. something under UV light or you have to look closely and there's little, little messages. That's incredible. And, yeah, I they're really those. awesome.
0: I was like making fun, but that sounds awesome. It does, yeah, it? it really does. I wouldn't stick them on people's envelopes. No,
1: no, I've got them in a nice presentation so <laughs> set. Of course you have. Of course you
0: have. Yeah. So on that bombshell, let's go to the episode. This is episode two of season eleven of uh, Red Dwarf, and it's called Sam, and Daniela. You probably didn't know this, but this is the episode I went to to see live without you.
1: Ah, because it's episode number two, so I was a bit. Yeah. I didn't think it was the one you it's went just to a, see. It's just
0: a different order. Ah, uh, interesting.
1: Filmed.
0: So I think they filmed this fifth, maybe?
1: Yeah, because it was after our one.
0: Yeah, because we went to the second one, right?
1: No, third, I think. Oh, did
0: we? So, yes, yeah, so I think they they recorded this... Um, fifth and let me tell you about about the day Daniel so I get there okay. with my friend Kenny obviously I'd been there before so I knew the situation um and this time we were there we didn't have tickets we had standby tickets so there was a chance right. of us not getting in um so me and Kenny rock up and we are really far down in the queue but weirdly there, there was something that happened during um the filming that meant everything was messed up so there, there was uh, seats available basically there was a fire alarm during the filming and then the crew had to come outside um in their costumes and stuff so Crichton was outside <laughs> in the freeze and it was freezing cold back then yeah I remember. um and yeah i think people were in various states of undress so everything was running really really late uh which meant this particular episode ran on way past uh, my bedtime yeah way past your bedtime you'd have gone at half time daniela yeah um and in fact it was it was bang on when the last train uh, was coming so I was lucky otherwise would be stuck i'd be stuck uh, living in that studio until now just uh, creeping into the millennium falcon next door and hanging out but yeah this episode was very very interesting w- watching it filmed live mostly because the stand-up guy ray peacock who was different from the guy that oh, we saw right
1: but the guy that sort of died a death when we
0: he died yeah that guy died a death but Ray Peacock is uh, a bit of a legend he is the stand-up guy he's done a lot of Red Dwarf um shows he knows his Red Dwarf I thought or people thought um but he had a real hard time on his hands because of all the delays and I there's bet. a lot of setups. This episode dragged on and on and on and on. And he was really, really struggling to find the comedy in anything. It's
1: a good job the other guy wasn't doing it because right. I think you could have written how much he knew about Red Dwarf on one hand.
0: Yeah. Well, this is a shame because like Ray Peacock is awesome. But while he was, like, filling for time, he was he was really struggling. People were, like, throwing Red Wolf references at him and he didn't know he didn't know what gazpacho soup was. Are you serious? Yeah, even you know that, right? Yeah. He pro- yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <I'm, I guess laughs> even me. It's weird, but
0: I mean, I guess he probably hasn't watched it in a while, but just, just stuff like that. He was uh, probably
1: tired.
0: Oh, yeah, he looked tired because he started playing I Spy. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, like, like they're meant to jeer you up and keep you fresh between, like, scenes. He was playing I Spy and it was just, like... Uh, I spy my life something with Kay and someone say Crichton yeah your turn and it was just like that and it was yeah, like it was oh painful. my god this is a legendary Ray Peacock but I'm sure in, in another context he was great it was just the time and just the weird stuff was happening. And Star Wars was next door as well. And that was on everyone's brains. Um, but onto the actual episode, Daniela. Um, again, I thought this looked beautiful. Im-
1: yeah, amazing.
0: So good. In particular, yeah. we'll come on to it. The drive stroke medical room.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Oh, God. That, that looked like it was straight out of it, like Star Wars or like a Star Trek yeah. film. It looks really cinematic. Um but let's start at the start. So uh, the episode starts with an escape pod being jettisoned from the SS Samsara, which is where the episode gets its title from. Um, and then we see the ship um, in question plunge into the depths of a sea on a, on a moon or a planet or something, and just dive in. I thought up until that point it looked great, but then the actual splashing into the sea looks a little bit like a, like a cutscene from like a, an Amiga game.
1: I didn't really notice, but I was watching this on my iPad. Okay. So yeah, you listen <laughs> my mini iPad.
0: You, you go from your massively high fidelity uh, TV <laughs> no. down to uh, to your iPad. I know.
1: I was, like, I, was, I was struggling to get the technology to work last well, night. Well, I do
0: think Red Dwarf is sometimes best viewed on a phone, <laughs>
1: on a Nokia, if
0: pos. Um And, uh, yeah, so the, it, it sinks to the bottom of the sea, and that's you possibly think of the last you'll see of the SSM Saara. And this uh, escape pod is like careening through space a little bit like uh, the start of Polymorph or the end of Polymorph even. Spoilers if you haven't seen Polymorph with this pod kind of just revolving uh, majestically and uh, yeah, ballet-like through space. Um, And then it jumps to uh, a title card That says three million years later Mm. Which I think is is quite a funny joke in itself And it reminds me of Have you ever seen the original Transformers movie? No uh, from, uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> not, not the Michael Bay stuff the actual cartoon no, from the 80s no I haven't seen
1: it like it, um, I think <laughs>
0: should, it I,
1: should I have
0: you should like they, <laughs> they get to earth and then they crash and I think oh, boulders fall on them and then it cut into a tile cartoon four million years later and like me and my cousin used to for some reason we weren't very Im- imaginative thought this was the funniest thing of all time why because you know like you might see a cut screen on a, on a TV show and saying an hour later or two hours later this was like four million Million years later, and then the Transformers emerge. So it's a bit like this. Um, besides, there's no Transformers, um, uh, we see uh, Lister and uh, Rimmer. And they're playing Monopoly. I love this. It's great. I want to play Monopoly. I want to well. play
1: it too. I love board games. Yeah, but
0: we didn't get to see what the kind of mechanics of the game really was. No, really we only...
1: saw a few cards, but that was so, pretty much yeah. it. Yeah.
0: So this is kind of their take on, on Monopoly, obviously. But someone should make Monopoly. And, yes. and, and, and I mean, you can get board games made for like 100 quid. And, if, and
1: you have themed Monopoly as well. I do
0: have themed Monopoly. And why there hasn't been a Red Dwarf Monopoly? It's got a wealth of um, things you could use.
1: C- cool tie-in i used to have the essex monopoly and the most <laughs> expensive property on there was south end pier
0: oh wow that was the
1: mayfair nice. of uh or is it park lane back. park lane's more expensive uh, than no, mayfair. it's mayfair expensive. yeah so Ma- the mayfair end. of essex <laughs> <laughs> wow
0: it is great it's it's beautiful though when, you, when you're on the pier and you look back at the at the coast and you see all the, all the lights shining from the arcades yeah beautiful um and yes yeah, so they're playing monopoly and it's a classic red dwarf setup where you have uh, rimmer and lister uh face to face trying to one up each other and this like just reminded me of like the first few seasons where they're just like alone in a in a cabin talking to each other um and uh, one of the things that lister does is he cheats because rimmer is so up himself he decides the best thing to do is to cheat so he hides a card a really good card under um the table now daniela have you ever cheated at ball games? No. What of course you don't paint yourself. The citrus <laughs> theme you of nineteen eighty seven. Seven. Nineteen
1: eighty seven. Nineteen eighty seven, no. When, 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 it was d- a when lot did you earlier. go through
0: your Okay. It was earlier. <laughs> a lot How old earlier. are you? I
1: was like two years old. Okay,
0: and you and your reign of terror across supermarkets <laughs> in, in, in Essex. In Italy. In Italy um so yeah so you must have
1: cheated how can you cheat at a board game though i don't Uh, understand okay let me explain in detail okay so when
0: you play monopoly
1: i've never won a game of monopoly in my life ever fact
0: how is that possible i know you haven't played it enough
1: i've played it a lot and i've never won (laughs)
0: why because
1: i always want to try and get the most i always try and get the stations because i like the stations. No, but that's a good
0: tactic and
1: i like to get Mayfair and Park Lane. No,
0: that's about how That exactly. You should go for the orange ones and the ones down the... And the
1: yellow, I think. But I never yeah. get them. It's always... I never get even one, so I'm
0: stuck. <sighs> Daniel, okay, we, we, we need to play Monopoly sometime. Okay. I need to teach you the skills. Okay. Um, so... Uh, yeah, he chews. So this is how you cheat Monopoly. Okay. You, um, obviously, there's a banker and you get money. But if you're the banker yourself, you can hide money under the board.
1: Oh, no, I don't like that. Hide money under the board. No.
0: Or because, as you know, um, I used to want to be a magician. I'm quite good with cards and card manipulation. <laughs> so when I'm, picking, when I'm picking a card up, a community chess card or whatever, do I'm picking always, up the good ones. Do you
1: always get the get-out-of-jail-free cards?
0: I don't need that. What would land in jail
1: really no i quite like being in jail when you have the property so you can just sit there and earn the money
0: okay oh yeah i guess so but then is isn't it more proactive if you're out on the board getting more property
1: well at the beginning it is when you can still buy property okay but when it's all been sold and you've put the houses on well don't listen to me i always lose i always yeah think yeah, that yeah. It's monopoly good to advice from Daniela phillips
0: who always lose <laughs> it's
1: always good to be in jail to collect the money true
0: very true um but yeah so Lister uses this this tactic similar tactic to to, to what I used to do um to cheat Rimmer because Rimmer says he never loses and the one person you want to beat is a guy who says they never lose um and they've got a deal going where if Lister wins Rimmer's not allowed to uh, moan anymore about him snoring being slobbish leaving stuff all over the floor um and so Lister's doing everything he can to, to uh, make Rimmer lose. But besides that, besides the fact that Lister is cheating, the fates are also conspiring against Rimmer because um, every time he... Th- he has to throw a two-in-a-one. He doesn't and a one. know this yet. He doesn't. He has to throw a two-in-a-one. Um, so he can't throw a two-in-a-one. If he throws a two-in-a-one, uh, then Lister wins. Uh, so obviously, Rimmer throws a two and a one for comedic effect, and then tries again and again and again, and it's always a two and a one. And then he swaps places with Lister to see if his position in time and space, and he still throws a two and a one.
1: To be honest, when I yeah. first watched this, I did think that maybe Lister had some trick dice. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Was I behind thought so it. too.
0: That's exactly what I thought. Um, but when I was watching it live and I'm going to say that comment quite a lot, (laughs) when watching this live, um, I think it was Ray Peacock that said that during rehearsals, uh, Rimmer really did uh, throw twos and ones the whole time.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: But then again, Ray Peacock can sometimes get things wrong. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I mean, it was quite quite a funny scene. Again, it it was a little bit like the uh, the luck virus type type situation. It was a bit, harking back to that a little bit um and but yeah so uh, lister is is the winner um essentially because Rimmer finally accepts that he's no good at something and that he lost so he goes and sucks in his bed um what do you do when you lose are you a sore loose daniela i'm um,
1: i'm not bad i mean i'm very competitive i like to win but i i like to think i'm a bit more gracious in defeat well um, i want
0: you to win this race are you going out to win or are you going no, out to lose?
1: No, I'm going out to finish and okay. stay alive.
0: Okay. Because um, I don't know how I'd react to it if I lost. I'll let, you, I'll let you know when it happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so so rim has gone off the sulk. In the meantime, Kryon and Kat are up to uh, some, some proper science work. They have uh, discovered the pod flowing through space um because they get a signal from professor rachel barker played by maggie service and i was like where's where's maggie service from do, do you recognize it no from i
1: don't i didn't well
0: I, I, she looked she looked like like someone from an advert or from like some t- uh, kids tv show or something and she's got a pretty good and checkered um, imdb uh, history so she was in uh Hyperdrive, that's where I know her from. Never
1: heard of it. You don't know Hyperdrive?
0: Hyperdrive, that was on in the, about uh, seven, eight years ago. The kind of fake Red Dwarf. Okay. You never watched it? No. With Nick Frost playing a fake Lister. No. Still no. So it's quite interesting that she was in this because, uh, yeah, Hyperdrive was a Red Dwarf ripoff. And then she was done a bunch of other comedy shows. um, And then she ended up uh, in an episode of Doctor Who. No. And called Deep Breath from a couple of years ago. Then she was in Call the Midwife, and she looks like a midwife.
1: Don't watch any of these programs. (laughs) She looks like
0: a midwife. Um, And then she's soon to be seen in a TV movie called Quacks, coming out in 2017.
1: Wow, that sounds like a musty TV. Yeah,
0: it's going to be great. Yeah, well, she plays a big duck. Um, And not necessarily big, just a duck and uh she is i I like her i think she's a really good actress i think she she has a really good face like a good for a character actor you know kind of how timothy spall has a good face she has a good face so it'd be good if she
1: yeah i thought she was good in this
0: a lot better than the guy um who is a illicit lover and he uh barker barker no no she no, was barker. barker so
1: he was green he green. was green,
0: green yeah. yeah played by a guy called dan tetzel and do, do you want to have a guess any tv shows he's been in he's been in the loads. bill not the bill <laughs> east ender hyperdrive again hyperdrive. In hyperdrive. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the hyperdrive podcast with <laughs> myself jed shepherd
1: <laughs> me daniela phillips
0: <laughs> Let's go into Hyperdrive. So um, he was also in Extras and, again, in the Omid Jali show, which um, the Maggie Service was in as well. He basically follows Maggie Service around.
1: Do you think they're having an affair in real life?
0: It sounds like it's taken from real life. Yeah. Maybe this did really happen. Um, and he was also in Psychoville, which is great. He was in Skins, Peep Show, Hollyoaks, Utopia, which is one of the best... TV shows.
1: I saw the first two episodes of Utopia. I'd never finished
0: it. Daniela, yet. please, please, please watch it and watch series two. Okay. It is great. Okay. Some of the best. It's a bit like uh, Black Mirror, but like... I extended. enjoyed
1: it when I watched it. I don't know why I didn't go back.
0: Um, and I don't know what the other... That Captain guy was called, but he was all right. The guy with the American accent. And i was trying to figure yeah. out...
1: Yeah. Is he a real American? I'd, I couldn't tell.
0: Yeah. It was one of those I don't um, know if that's accents. a good thing
1: or a bad thing.
0: Probably not. The... Episode is kind of an unusual for Red Dwarf. Maybe it's a. I guess it happened in in series one and two a little bit, where in between the scenes of the crew of Red Dwarf, our mates uh, Lister, Rimmer, Crane, and Cat, there is scenes interjected of Barker and Green. I
1: liked this. Yeah. I really like this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: it kind of felt for me like we were unraveling a mystery. Kind. Oh, I guess I guess I see what
0: you mean. Yeah. A, sl- a slow kind of burn though yeah because nothing really happens in their scenes you don't even see no. them kiss do you
1: no but i don't How think we need is this to self-affair? but but they seem to after the first sort of flashback that we got where yeah. they we they seem to reveal their affair in private afterwards they didn't seem to try and hide it at all which seemed a bit odd to me
0: um, it's mostly because you've probably seen it at, in workplaces when people are having, like, mysterious affairs behind their partner's backs. It No one really cares. and But the people in it think it's the most craziest romantic thing ever, most heated thing ever. But honestly, no one cares. Mm. And, I th- and I guess this truly uh, represents that. But um, did you honestly believe that those two would get together? Did they look like a couple that would get together? i thought it was a bit of a nod
1: but at the same time maybe that's what was good about it
0: like more realistic isn't yeah. like just two kind of model looking people yeah. Kind of going together. yeah that's the good thing about red dwarf they don't just and the bad thing about the new blair witch movie which i, I love i've not
1: seen it so no spoilers i'm just
0: saying it's just the people are too pretty that the, the, i'm sorry to go off on the tangent now but it's in my head so the original blair witch was normal looking people um mm. people that could just be your mates people next door this new one it's just, just look like pretty teen models is this
1: why we've never been cast in a film jed
0: we would have if, if it was the 90s Daniela. <laughs> I don't, we're not good looking enough for a film now
1: hey <laughs> Um oh my gammy eye <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the, the realism you want yeah
0: gammy <laughs> eye, gammy leg um yeah, so you like these flashbacks I did I'm i a did bit, I'm a little bit
1: <sighs> I kind of wanted more for them, but i like I really like the concept
0: I wanted to see a bit more of the love affair where where was the where was the chemistry not
1: some i, I wasn't that bothered about the love affair i was more i wanted more of the mystery behind it, what's happened, what's triggered what's going on
0: yeah
1: i had my own theories which we'll come on to okay we'll come on to that <laughs>
0: let's let's uh, go into the episode so kat and uh, Kryten, uh they use a remote control to, to to kind of track to beam in the the pods that they find they found oh well first of all uh, barker's on screen and she says whatever you do don't and it cuts off. So you think, okay, maybe this, the signals died or something. Um, and while watching this live, um, all of the Barker and Green scenes were uh, shown on a TV screen. So they oh, weren't really okay. there. I think it was recorded either earlier on in the day or the day before. Okay, or like but that. I guess
1: that added to the episode watching it live. Because you didn't necessarily see them there live. Because it couldn't, wouldn't have looked like a flashback.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But it, it did mean like watching something live in a live studio audience, half of it was on video. I guess. Um, yeah. so was but no then
1: d- it might have taken even longer you would have made your true. last train home.
0: That is that's, that's very true. Um so that but this this even though it dragged on long, long long for long for a long time, um it felt like we didn't see very many of the scenes live. There's only there was only a handful of scenes kind of filmed live i, I, I don't right. know it just felt like a little bit like uh, you
1: were cheated
0: that was free tickets really okay. and i really really so enjoyed shouldn't it i loved watching it live so yeah so they so they draw in this pod and unfortunately uh when the pod arrives the two inhabitants are fried uh we see them as piles of dust white dusts and I. And it was reminiscent of when the. In episode one, the end of Red Dwarf, when the crew. Um, They're were,
1: all piles of dust. All aren't piles they? of dust. Mm.
0: Um, and I wonder if the whole piles of dust thing came from the greatest film of all time, Night of the Comet. Uh, because in that, a, a comet turns everyone into a pile of dust.
1: Yes, I remember. Um,
0: yeah, it wasn't the greatest. Uh, rescue attempt by the crew of Red Dwarf ever because the uh, the two inhabitants are dead.
1: So how did they survive for three million
0: years? This is the question. Mm. None of this episode makes any sense <laughs> not a single bit it doesn't matter how many times you argue I've seen I've read things online I've read reviews I've seen people in forums I, like, now it, I like the fact you're them. still
1: trying to make sense of Red Dwarf episodes even though every every week I'll say this doesn't make any
0: sense I think previous seasons made sense there are little okay. things that make sense yeah. but it's almost like they're trying to bamboozle you bamboozle you with jargon and things to kind of hide the cracks this episode in particular had quite a few cracks <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like none of the science really held up none of it really made sense if you delve even a millimeter past the surface you can see the massive and i mean grand canyon-esque plot holes yeah,
1: i mean yeah
0: not to I say i didn't like the performances but we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that yeah uh, well, I'm just going to say, I like this better than Twentica, uh, which Daniel seemed to love, but I think this is miles better. So uh, they decide, being the, the brave crew that they suddenly are in this series, that they, what they're going to do is check out the uh, the Samsara, because Crichton, is um, who's fast becoming the Um, exposition mechanoid. Yeah. He seems to know everything. He's he's always like, well, uh, I I presume that blah, 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 blah. And just says it exactly how it is, the exact facts of the matter. I mean, he's a robot, so he's a mechanoid, so he has all the facts inside him. So he's just recalling things out of his database, I guess. But he's always right. And this is why we don't need Holly anymore. There's no need for Holly because Holly was only there for exposition and and the excellent episode of Quake. Um, but we've got Crichton now.
1: And can I say how excellent Cat is in this episode as this well? This is, yeah. It's Kat, a really good Cat episode. It is,
0: yeah. Cat is amazing in this episode. He's this got so
1: many good jokes. He
0: has. Um, we'll, we'll come on to that very soon. Yeah, they decide to uh, save, uh, or go to see the crew of the Samsung. But it's th- it is three million years later, so uh, I'm not sh- too sure what they um, expect to find. But before that, uh, they... Talking in their bunks, Rimmer and Lister, there's a bunk scene where they're talking just like series one and two, where they're talking in their bunks, Rimmer, Lister at the top, Rimmer at the bottom, and they're fighting over who has had the most charmed life. And Rimmer's like, Oh, yeah, Lister, <laughs> you've had a charmed life. And it's just like, What are you talking about? Like you've thing. had a charmed life. Yeah. And Rima's like, well, you're the last human alive and this was like, Well, I have to stick with you I'm stuck with you for the rest of all time. Um and it's brilliant. They're really yeah.
1: good points that they make very funny. Brilliant. Yeah. This is great
0: writing. Yeah. This is really, really good, good writing. Um, I mean, it's not as good as the classic bunk scenes, but if you're going to... Oh, f- come on. Um, I mean, it's not as good <laughs> as the kind of like Wilma Flintstone kind of bunk yeah, scene type thing. Yeah, I know. Thing. But, but it, is, it is good. No, I, I You're agree, very critical. It? I am being very critical. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mean... I'm you're really
1: to, tough on it. I'm
0: trying to be, play devil's advocate. <laughs> but the great thing in this scene is the ice cream. <laughs> the I ice know.
1: Cream. <laughs> How that many is. ice creams did he eat when he was filming that? So
0: he... They did this scene, I think, three times um and i think so they must have used three different um because otherwise it would melt screens. presumably yeah but it did melt. it was dripping down his hands and he saw a bit um at the very start of of, of this scene where just a, a big bit just drops like down off the bunk and their audience laugh oh yeah one thing someone mentioned on twitter my friend seth was like he said doesn't this sound sound like real canned laughter
1: yeah i saw that
0: and do you know what i said no i was there it was definitely laughter it does sound a bit weird obviously i was in there from the perspective of being in the audience but i don't know what they've done maybe they
1: enhance it maybe they add a bit on top
0: i think it sounds compressed it it sounds like the audience are in in like another place i don't know maybe it's just the mix or something but i mean that's just that's a very very small point um it's definitely filmed in front of a live studio audience um and it was great and um, I think the people in the audience really, really loved this scene too. Um, and for me, I actually think it was the best part of the entire episode. Um, just because this is my favourite thing, Lister and Rimmer talking to each other. Um,
1: yeah, no, it was, a, it was a pretty good scene. I think the the scene that we're coming up to next, where they first go on the ship, was probably my funniest scene.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we will <laughs> come, we'll come on to that. Yeah, we will come <laughs> on to that. Um, so I, I was thinking, of with this scene trying to one-up each other... Um, Will this come into play like later on down the line? Because we we had the first scene where they're trying to one up each other with a game. We had this bunk scene where they're trying to one up each other, um, just just with the general like state of their lives. So you'd think this is a setup to something that's going to happen later on, like maybe near the end. And for me, this is one of the big. Downsides with this episode, and we'll come to it at the end because they have a setup which I don't feel like they there's no payoff, no payoff. Um, but I did like this scene because at the moment I'm having a real um text argument with one of my friends, Ben, and we've been going back and forth for the last three weeks, just and it's getting more vicious and vicious and vicious. Oh God. Have a guess what it's about,
1: um, whether. Cat and Crichton the same person? No, no, no. It's not about Red Wolf.
0: It's about iPhones and Samsungs. Oh. he's a he's a he's an Android guy and I'm an iPhone guy. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm not an iPhone fan. I'm not an Apple fanboy. But he was funny. <laughs> he
1: to... says with on his MacBook, with yeah. his Apple, Apple iWatch. Watch.
0: Well, he was saying that the Samsung is better than Apple. I am like, the
1: camera is. I'll give
0: I'll give it that. How many times have you seen an Apple phone exploding and like setting fire to people? There's like 70 videos on on YouTube of people's um, Samsung's on fire and Apple's aren't banned on planes, but Samsungs are because they explode and kill people. I
1: mean, I I have an iPhone. I love I love Apple products, but I will admit Samsung has the better camera. The photos are much better on a Samsung. It's not better
0: than the um the iphone 7 plus which has got like two cameras. yeah in. yeah
1: it, it is it is better we're
0: gonna have arguments
1: today. <laughs> no because i, I agree with f- you with you iphones are much better but i will concede the cameras on Samsung are, re- are really good <sighs>
0: okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so yes yeah, so i mean daniela are the list and rumor um, of this episode we are going to try and one-up each other so so, uh, then we go on to... Oh, no, this is when we get the flashback of uh, Barker and uh, Green uh, fake meeting each other.
1: Oh, yeah, they're arriving.
0: So, no, Barker's engineered Barker, yeah. a way to get onto the same ship, the SS Samsara, as Green, because they have having an affair, and... The whole point of an affair is, like, it's kind of illicit, and, and so it's, like, snatched moments. If you're there all the time, it's not... It's not a well, I guess
1: it, it is, because I, I, we don't know the context of their affair. They might be in love. It might not be snatch moments. It might be the fact they want to live well, together, but your, they can't get divorced.
0: That's what I think. Um, so, yeah, so they can continue their uh, ropey romance on uh, a ship together. And, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really... Like any of these flashbacks to be quite honest.
1: I do. And I really like how it mirrors um, when one of the crew enters the room you see you flash back to that room and see a scene from the past.
0: That was a nice edit in touch. Yeah, I I agree with that. But the actual content of of the... of the flashback scenes I just felt didn't really go anywhere and they really slowed down I I,
1: I agree with that as I said before I wanted a bit more mystery from them and a bit more of a reveal of a story I didn't feel like there was much story there and that was a real missed opportunity yeah real missed opportunity exactly
0: Especially with both their works and hyperdrive, they could have uh, used some of that. It could have been a hyperdrive crossover. Who knows? Uh, let's get on to Daniela's favourite scene now.
1: <laughs> the sex skeletons. Yeah, the crew <laughs> get onto the SSS the Samsara. Hashtag
0: sex skeletons. <laughs> Hashtag sex skeletons. Let's make sex skeletons a thing. <laughs> let's get it trending. <laughs> so they go on uh, the Samsara and they go into what's kind of like the break room. And yeah, what do they say, Daniela?
1: They <laughs> see Sex skeletons. Sex skeletons.
0: (laughs) They see skeletons in all kinds of sexual positions, um, just very unusual and limber sex positions. (laughs) It seemed like a a human centipede type deal where they were doing a human centipede and they just died (laughs) while performing that. (laughs)
1: That's like one staff party. Yeah.
0: But how come, after three million years, their skeletons haven't disintegrated?
1: I don't think bones ever disintegrate do they
0: if they're not preserved then yeah do they yeah especially if there's oxygen in the I air do I know. Yeah, if there's oxygen they, they'll break down mm. yeah I think so anyway I, I, I'm no scientist Danielle but that's what I think um, so they go in there and Kat being naive and not having sex uh, yet he doesn't realise that this is a sex he thing. he
1: Thinks that it's a twisted game yeah, that's mas- got out of control. Out of control. <laughs> <And> <laughs> More than, than three people. Yeah, to be three people, guys. <laughs> Everyone should I in. like the scene a lot. It's probably my <laughs> favourite episode. It
0: is. It is really funny. Um, uh, as, as much of really a, the massacre of a whole bunch of people can be funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there's just they're people everywhere. Um,
1: Everyone's waded in.
0: Yeah, kind of reminded me a little bit when they, when they rock up to, um, in, in the, the first ever appearance of Crichton, in the episode Crichton, where they rock up to uh, the ship and Crichton's there with all the
1: Oh, when he's, the in, his, when he's in, in his PVC sex. Yeah, yeah sex <laughs> Crichton, sex <laughs> mechanoid,
0: <laughs> sex annoyed. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of that a little bit. Um, so they split up and um cat and lister go off together um and they go into the kind of the the can the canteen um and uh the first thing they see is a one-armed bandit and, and cry and and cat shouts "Say, yeah a, a one-armed bandit does he know what a one-armed bandit is maybe from books or films true or that time or backwards maybe when he went to that pub maybe there was a one-armed bandit in, in that pub um so he was really keen to play but obviously he doesn't have any change but luckily there is a charity box uh one of those things you put your change in next to the um one-armed bandit and he takes some money from that and this is like are you really gonna do that and he goes yep yeah. he puts the money in boom instant karma or the opposite of instant karma he uh gets a jackpot yep yeah. Which is great. And Lister having a little, a little bit more morals than Kat, he puts some of the onions back into the pot uh, and instantly something bad happens to him. What happens, Danielle?
1: He's, well, first of all, he feels like something's dripping on him. So he looks up and then his dreadlocks get caught in a like, disposal unit.
0: Yeah. So do you think it's the, we'll come on to why this happened. Do you think it's the ship that made something drip on him? So he looks up?
1: Well, when this scene happened, my theory was, um, which was kind of wrong, but not totally, was that the ship was a bit, gone a bit how, and it was a bit 2001 Space So the obviously. ship had turned against. Yes. Interesting. That's, that, that was my theory behind it.
0: I can see how you thought that, especially because you see a flashback of Barker and Green in that particular room talking, and then you see the the waste disposal all blue and menacing, and then it kind of
1: yes, because he was talking, he was talking about it, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so what happens is Lister looks up at something dripping, and his dreads get caught in the waste disposal, and he gets dragged in. And I just thought, holy cow, this is a bit strong. Um, is his head going to be like ripped off or something? And uh, Cat, trying to help out, he gets a knife and he cuts his dreads, helping, doing a good thing for Lister, which instantly uh, gives him reverse good karma and the knife flies out of the waste disposal and into Cat's foot. He's pierced his foot on a spike, And there is a lot of gore in this scene.
1: Yeah, no blood, though.
0: No blood, but just the suggestion of blood. It goes straight through. And this also reminds me of that episode where Cat gets injured and he's bleeding onto his suit and he doesn't like the... Uh,
1: How the... did they film this scene with the knife and the foot?
0: So, well, you can imagine um, exactly what happened. They didn't use a real knife. Just
1: cut. <laughs> yeah, I imagined. They
0: just cut to... Uh, you, you didn't see the knife fly out. It just, I guess that's special effects. Um, you just see Cat reacting um, and hop, hobbling away with his foot. And I think in one of the takes, he was hobbling away and he kind of fell over something. Aww. So they had to redo it. Um and yeah, so that's instant bad karma. And he's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll sort it out. And then the lights go off because uh, Lister's trying to help him. So you kind of get get the idea, if someone does something good... You get instant. I still hadn't
1: comment. clocked on to that at this point. I actually, I hadn't made well. the link.
0: Not even. Well, while I was watching live, I was so confused, and I was thinking to myself, "Okay, in the edit when this comes out, I, I, this will be explained properly."
1: I just saw bad things happening to the crew, um and I thought that the only person that could be involved in doing this is the ship.
0: is the ship's computer. Yeah. yeah um but yeah so um it's, it's in the dark and i think sometimes when uh, red dwarf makes a decision to make things simple like a simple one room scene with two characters especially in the dark it's for budget <laughs> reasons so maybe as this was from quite well, later yeah on.
1: there must have some limitations obviously
0: yeah but i quite like this setup i really like this setup yeah two people from the crew sitting down at a table surrounded by skeletons and uh them cracking uh the what's it called again uh, the lights.
1: The oh, um, the flares. Yeah,
0: cracking flares, sticking it into the rib cage of skeletons, into the skulls. So quite a gruesome. And I like that they've scene. paired
1: off as well to investigate, which happens in the next episode as well. Yeah. And I, I like that.
0: What do you? Okay, let me ask you this question. What okay. do you think of the pairings? Why do you think they picked Rimmer and uh, Crichton and Lister and Katz?
1: I think for comedy effect. I think they're the best pairings because um, Crichton and Rimmer are quite, both quite sensible and I think they're the two that are going to go out and find out actually what's, what's wrong and what's going down, whereas Lister and Katz are the more sort of comedy, play off each other, sort of bumble around kind of two.
0: I, I I guess you are right, but don't don't you think this episode was leading up to uh, being a, a standoff between Lister and Rimmer? It should have been Lister and Rimmer the whole way through. It should have been a Lister no, and Rimmer. No, I
1: don't think so. This
0: scene, I think, should have been Lister and Rimmer further trying to one up themselves and getting angry at each other. I think. I mean, Cat is good for comic relief, and you yeah. always need that, of course. Um, and maybe some of those decisions made with the one-armed bandit, Rimmer wouldn't have done. So yeah, maybe you're right. Um, but we'll come on to why I do think these work at the end. So, um, yeah, so I like the setup of this scene. So it, it actually looks just just really cool. There's the skeletons, with this, with the, like the yellow and the pink and the, the green kind of flares sticking out the skeletons and just them two. And they're only lit by the, the light of the flares. Just looks great. Just looks like a nice sci-fi kind of scene. Um, and, now I'll come on to quite a controversial it seems bit where Kat tells an um an elaborate joke and let me tell you when I saw this live it was the best thing I have ever seen it was so funny and Kat almost did it in one take it took him two takes to do this kind of like long joke um and i thought it was amazing and the audience were like hooting and laughing i don't know if they used the wrong audience take on this but it didn't come across very well in the on tv but trust me people were laughing their heads off and i've seen i thought it was good i thought it was great and i saw i've seen online people The majority of people not liking this bit, saying it was very unfunny. Oh, really? People don't know what comedy is. This is classic (laughs) Red Dwarf. This is the kind of comedy that's prevalent throughout the first six seasons. I think it's funny as hell. It's great. So what are your best bits from this can you remember the actual i like the
1: the knighthood the special <laughs> yeah, hat yeah i made a note of that i really it's, like uh, that yeah. yeah he had
0: the special hat <laughs> no he had a knighthood cat uh but like the how it starts with um you know that scientist that's a scientist from earth and it's like which scientist like the one beginning with r and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like who's it? This? Archimedes. it was really funny yeah um, no, he I sat under a tree amazing. and and yeah. a, and a bath fell on his head um and he invented gravy which is great, which is obviously Gravity. It took me a while to figure out what, why it was Gravy, but obviously he invented Gravity. Um, and I, I just thought it was hilarious. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was one of those times that you just had to be there. It was it's funny no, as well. No,
1: um, I, f- I thought it worked. I I enjoyed it, and I thought it was funny when I was watching it. Yeah. But it, but again, um, I agree with you. I don't think there was much laughter in the episode, in the scene.
0: Maybe they just needed to get the mix right of the audience. Yeah. Maybe they just need to turn it up. I thought it was... Just as I said, funny as hell, uh, and, and like there's little things uh, around the room, just lit up by the flare lights, which it's just really nice touches. They've really, the the set designs have really gone to a lot of effort in making this just look beautiful. Um, we didn't even get on to, to um, how the drive room looked the drive room stroke medical room um, in the in previous scene just looked beautiful they had a, a scanner bed there uh, and apparently according to Ray Peacock I don't know if he's making this up or not that was a bed from um, Prometheus oh wow yeah that was a bit from. I think he said that in the episode we went to see Daniela it's from Prometheus and just, just... he
1: wasn't there in an episode
0: oh yeah you're right no yeah you're right so it must have just been in this episode yeah they took that from Prometheus and apparently there's a lot of things in this set that was taken from Gardens of the Galaxy but again that might be a rumour
1: but again well it was filmed in the UK so. yeah
0: yeah it's just just reuse sci-fi stuff I just think it looked beautiful and if for any of the the downsides of of this episode and maybe the series so far um it just it does look really really beautiful which brings it uh, above average um this episode is better than a though um i think but let's get back on to the episode so they're there talking and um of the whole time we shout for Crichton's Crichton! Because he's sick of cat getting things wrong um, and he realizes maybe he'll be stuck down there with cat forever. But I think if he's going to get stuck with anyone, he'll probably want to be stuck down there with cat. Is, is best. I think study. he'd probably
1: choose Crichton. I think Lister is more buddies with Crichton.
0: Well, we saw in, in your favourite episode, Quarantine, that <laughs> Lister and Crichton don't get on in like enclosed uh, spaces.
1: You <laughs> don't get on with most people in enclosed <laughs> spaces,
0: though. Um, that's very true um so Cryan and Rimmer uh, are doing stuff themselves as well Cryan and Rimmer they're trying to uh get to Lister and Cat, who are trapped um and they discover a great red dwarf concept the karma drive and this karma drive uh was last seen and they mention it in the episode which is great um in in justice in the episode justice from series four yes. um so this uh karma drive um, is installed into the prison ship and justice that makes anyone who d- does a bad act it makes uh, them have bad karma instantly and um, so a bad thing happens to them for instance in the episode justice when you hit someone you get hit yourself uh, when you try and stab someone you get stabbed yourself etc 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 and uh so yes one of these drives is installed onto the ss samara which i think is a bit of a Bit of a dick move, really. Why would he steal one of these? Everyone does it's something bad. It's pretty harsh. It's a little bit harsh. Yeah. And surely Barker and Green, especially Green, who's been on the ship the whole time, knows about this karma drive. If if there was a karma drive at your work, you'd think people would be talking about it. You think people would know about it yeah. on your first day when you when you're doing your induction? They'd be like, "By the way, there is a karma drive. Be careful. Don't like have sex with anyone that isn't your wife or husband." Um, but they seem to be blissfully unaware. Yeah. I don't know. I mean,
1: to, to be fair, Bark and Green, obviously, are having an affair. And nothing really bad happens to them, <laughs> does it, really? I mean, what, their food tastes horrible <sighs> and That's... they have a bad makeover. It's not like... In, bit, but that guy, split, if you like, get, hit, if you hit somebody up. then you get hit yourself it wasn't a direct sort of correlation
0: maybe it was kind of toned down a little so it wasn't yeah, as strong so. as it was on the justice ship which you, you can kind of guess if you've got murderers and rapists there you do want that drive to be turned up to, 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 to the 11. max yeah but here maybe it's on you in like two or three yeah, just it to was, kind of it was yeah
1: kind of like on the low-key side
0: so this this uh drive uh, they realize uh, this was, this may be involved with um, what, why the people on the, on the ship died because
1: well we, we never actually see it, do we
0: <laughs> what do you mean
1: we never i mean they don't they don 't show like the karma drive like coming yeah. into force and oh, well, well, destroying them and
0: we, uh, no you 're right we don 't actually see i don't know if that's a special effects budget kind of thing. But we see the Karma Drive.
1: Yes, we do see the Karma Drive. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, but only in the present, not in a flashback.
0: That's true. We only we only um, see Barker and Green talk about it, um, how it affects them. But um, yeah, Crichton, uh realizes um, that the Karma Drive has been fiddled with uh, because when R- when lis- when Rimmer is mean to him something good happens like the lights come on again so Crichton then at being the exposition droid realises that what they need to do is do bad stuff in order to save Mr. Cat and Mr. which is Lister. pretty
1: cool I thought
0: yeah but again th- they've used this um, on the episode Terraform where they have to be mean to Rimmer in order to escape yes uh, the terraformed yeah. planet but
1: this is this was funny I thought I thought um, Crichton played this well
0: yeah, he did, but he is fast becoming just an easy way out of things. Um, I know this episode is only thirty minutes long, but come on, let let the audience kind of discover things themselves. We don't need we don't need Christen to explain it for uh, to us, do we?
1: Well, to be fair, I didn't know what was going on.
0: Nor did I, actually. (laughs) Even when you explained it, I was like, okay, what is happening? And I was there when it was being filmed. And I was like, okay, I guess I can understand what's going on. Yeah, so, uh, Rimmer doesn't find it hard to be mean to someone. So... Uh, Rimmer is his little kind of secret secret weapon in this uh, in little mission to save the others. So they kind of like... So Crichton realises that at some point, because uh, Barker and Green realise that bad things are going to happen to them if they're going to um, keep up this illicit affair, Barker and Green are going to mess mess around with the karma uh, the drive, And it was them who changed it. So if you do something good, you get punished. If you do something ba- bad, you get good stuff.
1: Which really confused me because they only died recently so for three million years one they survived and so for three million years they had done horrible things to each other that doesn't make sense to me
0: none of this makes sense daniela because
1: presumably they're a couple they're going to be nice and if she'd um reversed it could she not reverse it back
0: well, maybe, it was, maybe they didn't have enough time. So let's, let's think what, about three it. million years? So, they, so they've, they've <laughs> reversed... <laughs> That's very true. So they've, so they've reversed it. So if they, when they do bad things, like have sex out of wedlock or wherever it was, or have affairs, then good things happen to them. But then, then, then bad things will happen to people doing good stuff. So the crew of the Samsara were doing bad stuff to each other in order for good things to happen...
1: Well, no, because I think the crew were pretty much eliminated straight away. Can't,
0: why? So, why were they having big sex orgies with each other?
1: Uh, I, d- I don't think they were. What was all, yeah? I think that was just the way the skeletons fell. That's why it was funny. No. I don't know. Well, that's what I made it. I didn't think that they were doing that. It would that. be
0: quite funny if, if they just fell into like the 69 position.
1: I, I thought that that's what's happened. I didn't think that they were actually doing that.
0: No, I think it is specifically that they were having because
1: they the crew had been dead for some time. It was only Barker and Green that had died straight away. No, like, but the,
0: the crew had died because the ship um, did one of that one of those flashes and killed them all.
1: Yes, but Barker and Green yeah. had been a, a they survived
0: yeah but the actual crew they died because the, uh, the the justice stroke karma drive killed them
1: because they were good
0: yeah because they would be good, but you can see evidence of them trying to be bad so you could see one of them bunch uh, one of them died by strangling each other and, and one got stabbed while he was trying to strangle another person uh, so okay. obviously they were trying to do bad things to counteract
1: but Okay, so I yeah. get that now, but I yeah. don't get how Bark and Green, obviously, they survived that. So for three million years, yeah, why couldn't she have reversed it back if she, if she changed it in the first place? Well,
0: maybe she had to be onto the ship, but the ship sunk. But the drive, the drive, the drive was still working, and they were in an in escape a, in a pod with kind of no real means of propulsion, possibly just ambling through space, and but was still under the kind of guide right, of okay. the uh, still within the gravity okay. of, the, of the drive
1: and the second question is if yeah. that if that was true then how could they have survived three million years presumably there would have been some kindness between the two
0: yeah okay okay let's let's, let's start to unpack this <laughs> so if you do something bad the drive rewards you if you do something good the drive does bad things to you so the crew at some point must have got a warning that this flash was going to come and kill everyone. So they immediately started doing bad things, because they realised if you do bad things... They must have been doing a bunch of good things, and then that flash uh, thing was triggered. So they were OK, we need to do bad things. So they were all having out of sex, out of marriage, sex with each other. looked like chains of things going on. Started stabbing each other, started strangling each other. Um, but, so all doing those bad things... Why didn't they have good stuff happen to them? Why but didn't, even why putting didn't that
1: aside, stop? I don't get how Barker and Green could have survived three million years.
0: Yeah, okay, so I'll, we'll, we'll come on to that. So the, the, the crew dying doesn't make any sense because they were in the midst of doing bad things. Yes. And as, we, as we've as we seen previously, the, the drive doesn't take time to react. As soon as you do something good or bad, it reacts. So they were doing bad stuff. It should have reacted straight away and it should have... Um, ...blessed them with good things... um, ...and saved them... ...but it doesn't make any sense... ...whatsoever that the crew died... ...so that's one massive flaw... ...in this particular episode... ...one that isn't just... ...if you scratch the surface... ...it's on the surface... So let's go uh, on hang to... Hang on,
1: hang on. So okay. the Flash killed Bark and Green because it turned them into dust. No, no, but no, the no, rest no, that's of... separate. Yes, but the se- the other crew are all skeletons, so they weren't killed by a Flash. Exactly, yeah. So I think they just killed no. each other.
0: No, they were, they were killed, but they were all killed at the same time. That's why they're still in the same positions as when the Flash got them. But yeah, why aren't they dust?
1: But, yeah, I think they all killed sense. each other.
0: No, I think they were trying to kill each other in, in, as, as much as to, to kind of get the drive to, to to, do something good for them and stop them.
1: Yeah, but if, if the drive did kill them, why weren't they all dust?
0: Why weren't they all dust? It's, I, exactly, yeah, yeah.
1: it's confusing. I'll tell you why?
0: Because it's funnier for skeletons and sex positions. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, true, true that.
0: Skeleton blowjobs look f- much funnier than just a pile of dust. <laughs> Sorry, Daniela's parents. <laughs> <laughs> so none of this makes sense. Now let's get on to the escape pod how how are they still alive after three million years? There's a few different reasons they could be alive. One, in the escape pod, it's, a, it's also a stasis pod. It could be they are in stasis for that time. It's not uh, not ever explained, nope. but it, it could be a stasis pod. Um, and you might ask yourself, but then how was Rachel Barker speaking to the crew? Well, there's two things. Maybe it was a recorded message that they recorded ages ago and they've been dead the whole time. Or... Maybe uh, it wakes them up if they see um, a helpful ship going by.
1: No, because it can't have been... Because they were they killed when they warn the Red Dwarf crew.
0: Not necessarily.
1: But that's what we're told.
0: That's what we're told by Crichton. But again, he's assuming it could have just been the transmission that was cut out. Because it wasn't like a white flash. It was just like the transmission just kind of Blair Witched itself and just so may- maybe
1: our listeners have got some views maybe they can help explain have... it to us <laughs> I bet you
0: the listeners guys explain to us Please. why the, the ske- there were skeletons on the samsara and why they're not dust why the crew died because they were doing bad stuff they should have survived did
1: they, did, did they kill each other or did the, comp- the chip the karma drive, drive kill them
0: yeah were they were they were they sex people or were they uh, just falling into that position um, just by the
1: comic effect because of
0: gravity which was later on in the episode um and how did uh, Barker and Green survive on that ship for three million years? Was it stasis? Or were they just really old? Were
1: they being mean to each other the whole time? Did they
0: have to keep up the pretense? Yeah. But I guess they're still technically married, so maybe they were just having sex with, with each other and that was enough. Yeah, to but presumably, years, you get like,
1: you know, if, if, like, somebody wants a drink, you hand them a drink, that's an act of kindness, isn't it? You know, it's... I don't, I don't get it. What you spit in the
0: drink and hand it to them?
1: Yeah, maybe. Imagine
0: doing that for three million years. Ugh, Here you go, relentless. dear. <laughs> Yeah,
1: we yeah, have we have a lot of questions.
0: It's just it's more questions than answers. Yeah, more keys than answers.
1: Um, so and another thing, I well, I, I didn't not not I didn't understand. I understood, but one criticism I have of this Ooh, episode, yep. yeah, is I didn't like the ending. It just let's, ended. Yeah. <laughs> I was
0: like, what? Yeah, let, let's let's come <laughs> on to that. We could have a podcast just about their ending. We could have a whole podcast <laughs> I like and might do a mini episode just about their ending. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but, but let's come, let's come it's like on. It's did to they
1: the... run out of time? Yeah. Or did they have to? Well, obviously, they need can to get the last t- train home. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like, come on, oh, come on guys. Oh, I'm, I'm going to tell, tell you about this.
0: I'm going to tell you about this Okay, a tell me. So, we'll come on to that because we're, we're, we're near the end. So, they, so they realise they have to be mean to each other. So uh, Grimmer and uh, Crichton show up, and Crichton's just there punching out Lister. (laughs) Like, Lister loves Crichton. Crichton's there punching punching Lister, making uh, all things good. But Lister should have kind of known from the previous uh, series, especially from Terraform, that he's doing it for a reason. And the reason he's doing it is because there is something happening in the ship um, that makes it, Impossible for Crichton not to be mean to him, so Crichton's punched him out and uh, the
1: lights come back on.
0: Yeah, but do you think Crichton should, need to have punched him that hard? <laughs> no, he
1: can be mean without being
0: physical, <laughs> yeah, but I guess
1: it's if more funny, the, 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 more, the more mean he is, maybe the quicker they'll be. That's very true. You're
0: and, right. Yeah, yeah you're maybe. totally right. So, um, like th- ripping the plaster off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah and they managed to kind of open the door and and escape but as they leave uh cat shouts out uh that lister has one of the monopoly cards in him he's like hey why do you have so many monopoly cards in you end of scene end of
1: what
0: okay let's let's talk about this ending
1: (laughs) it's my least favorite ending ever i think
0: It's the worst ending of all time. (laughs) It was usually with with comedy, it's all about timing. With this. There was no gag. There was no gag. Previous episode of Red Dwarf, this is what would happen. Um, there would have been that line, and then you would have got a reaction shot. No, you, you you just get you just it just ends.
1: Or we'd cut away to see them escaping on the pod, yeah. or just something.
0: It just <laughs> felt really, really unbelievably rushed, rushed, really, and bad editing. I
1: really wanted to like this episode. I really liked the flashbacks, the what well, the idea of flashbacks, the yeah. mystery. I'm um, like unraveling like the story of what had happened on the ship but that ended the I, ending ruined I really, everything i did not like
0: it yeah it, all, all, i wanted to throw my throw my laptop out I'm i was just An like what is this? this but okay this this <laughs> is, there's so so many things wrong with this scene so many things number one thing wrong with this scene is Rimmer should have been the one to find the cards. It was Rimmer who was playing the Monopoly game with him. It was Rimmer and Lister, it was Rimmer who was having the one-upmanship thing with Lister the entire time. Why on earth does Kat get these lines? Is it in Danny John Jules' contract <laughs> to, number one, be really, really crazy on Twitter? Number two...
1: Hang on, <laughs> hang on. What? Danny John Jules has been going mental on Twitter this week, but for good reason...
0: No, I'm not, not talking about this week. I'm not t- talking about the last <laughs> few years. <laughs> okay, okay. Holy cow. Um, and uh, yeah, so it should have been Rimmer to find those cards because it would have been like the end of Marooned where he he finds out that his it wasn't his guitar that got burnt. It was his camphorwood yeah. chest.
1: There should be some witty one-liner or yeah. something. Yeah, even
0: if it was Cat that noticed the cards, it yeah. should have been Rimmer standing there just kind of like realising it. And when the penny drops...
1: Just maybe just, just saying something really awful and terrible and then just everything like yeah. being good, you know, just some some sort of fun ending. Just Just, just,
0: just an ending. Or, or yeah, just seeing end, not,
1: them getting away on the ship, yeah. and landing back, and then you yeah. know And if I
0: sound angry, it's because I am because this is Red Wolf. This is my favourite T V show. Please don't make an ending like this is crazy it just felt
1: rushed and sloppy
0: and i'll tell you what okay this like like i said this episode overran it was it was just going on for so 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 long and they were like oh maybe we need to come back tomorrow to do this and um
1: i think they just said you know what yeah let's call it a day exactly good enough
0: and craig charles and they even said it craig uh, i think it was um it was chris barry that said that lister has a cab outside waiting for him so for the last hour of filming like lister had why a,
1: can't he uber like the rest of us
0: well lister i think he was playing a gig that night he was like djing somewhere oh. so they, they really really rushed filming in it and they just possibly just didn't have anything that's else it's a real shame
1: it's a real shame so
0: um yeah that's why i've not seen anyone mention that before But yeah, it was. They rushed it. The episode.
1: Actually, I've got a cab waiting now, Jed. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. (laughs) um, See you later, guys.
0: It just yeah. So there was multiple things, reasons why this episode ended so abruptly. One because uh, Listo had uh, a cab to catch. The great child. Yeah. Two, <laughs> the fire alarm meant that uh, that filming went on for, for so 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 long, and three, it just seemed like they uh, didn't
1: know how to finish it. Yeah, maybe? and in between ta-
0: in between takes, it just there was a lot a lot of time filling that Ray Peacock had to do I'm really
1: glad I didn't go to see this one be (laughs) filmed. the
0: thing is while I was watching it I was like this is amazing some of the stuff that happens is amazing I really enjoyed that yeah it's
1: a shame because I really want as I said I really wanted to like this episode a lot yeah I liked a lot of the ideas behind it but the execution wasn't great
0: it wasn't great at the end Um, so overall Mm -hmm. I thought this episode even though for all its flaws was a hundred times better than Twentica
1: I disagree. I think um, I like Twentica a little bit more. Not... A lot more, explain but a little why. bit more.
0: I, I don't understand. I, explain I, why.
1: I enjoyed the episode.
0: What was it about Twentico that was better than this episode? Because this episode has... It
1: had an ending. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it did have an ending. It, yeah, but it was, sli- it was kind of abrupt as well because they kind of escaped a bit quickly. They didn't explain... But them. at
1: least we saw them leaving.
0: Yeah, and they but had that, coder at, the end, just... that coder at the end, no, that Star Trek coda at the end.
1: I think if it had a proper ending, this, this episode would have been better for me, but I think the ending just completely ruined it.
0: It, yeah, it, it did really take the shine off this episode because there was a lot going from this episode. Cat yeah, yeah. was amazing this episode, and maybe because Cat was so good, the they gave skeletons. him all the lines. The sex skeletons, but it really should have been rumoured to say that uh, last line to find the monopoly cards at the end. It really should. It's just basic, basic narrative structure. Yeah. Um, and but I mean, again, everything looked beautiful. Besides that, splash down onto that planet it looked a bit weird. But just the sets are just crazy good. Um, I've seen people complain about Rimmer's wig in this but I don't think that took away anything from this scene I loved Rimmer in this episode I, he was back to yeah, his best yeah he was good Fine with Lister. anything those, those two together in a room it, it's just amazing red dwarf that's why I like this this had a lot of the, the elements of classic red dwarf that I just loved um, it's just a shame that this didn't make any sense whatsoever <laughs> and had the worst ending of any red dwarf of all time. Uh,
1: yeah, I I'll agree with that. Yeah,
0: but please, please don't get me wrong. I am very, very, very much looking forward to the rest of this, se- me of this series. Me too. And
1: even though the ending was, was bad and kind of ruined the episode for me, yeah. there was, as you said, there's a lot of good in it. And exactly. I, I'm really I'm really enjoying the series as yeah. well.
0: And even a bad episode of Red Dwarf is 100 times better than most TV shows put together.
1: What was, what was the name of that other one? <laughs> hyperdrive. Hyperdrive. It's, hyperdrive. <laughs> it's better than a Hyperdrive. Oh God, yeah.
0: oh, I mean... You can quote
1: us on that and put us on the DVD. That
0: ending <laughs> is better than anything in hyperdrive, and that ending is awful. Uh, but again, the, the, I think the um, performances by the by the four members is great. I think Crichton is great, and we're leading up to the episode that we saw together, um, Daniel. That's coming soon, where it's a Crichton-centric episode. Then there's another cat-centric episode coming up in this series too, which I'm very much looking forward to.
1: Yeah.
0: But again, uh, I feel like we're a little bit slightly conflicted on this episode for, for for certain reasons, but I think we're in agreement at the end that uh, the ending was rubbish. Yeah, I think we agree on that. So maybe we should end this episode really abruptly.
1: Yeah, bye.
0: Bye. (laughs) Shall we? okay where can we find you no we need to tell people where Uh, we can find each other where can they find you (laughs)
1: tomorrow you can find me running around Hyde Park
0: good luck
1: (laughs) thanks Um, otherwise you can follow me on Twitter at Daniela of one L Phillips
0: and on Instagram
1: Um, if you want to see pictures of my food I'm at Daniela Monica Phillips
0: some weirdos do I am on Twitter and Instagram same handle at Jed Shepard J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D and you can uh, see what I'm up to I'm up to loads I'm like three people in one
1: Good for you.
0: Yeah. Thanks for the encouragement. I'm I'm gonna
1: go home and play Monopoly. (laughs) I'm
0: gonna go and see uh, a gig now. So happy cassette store day, everybody! And we'll see you for the next episode. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Smackheads. Bye.